1: Hi, my Kiora Tanakwe, 3FM, eighty-nine point zero, independent community media. Good afternoon, Bruce Scott, Mel Driscoll. This is Cosmopolitan News and Views. Shortly, we're going to talk about dancing, but we've got to remember a birthday before we get into this today. Jimmy Webb, does it ring a bell somewhere in your mind from the past? He's the man who wrote Macarthur Park. It was called MacArthur's Park in some versions, Richard Harris and Donna Summer. Jimmy Webb was born this day in 1946, so he's 75 today. MacArthur Park, Richard Harris. It went on for about eight minutes. I won't play that particular version of MacArthur Park today because it does go on a bit. But there's another song that Jimmy Webb wrote. It's about a Texas city called Galveston. And it was sung by the late Glenn Campbell. Jimmy Webb, 75 today.
2: Galveston, oh Galveston. I still hear your sea winds blowing. I still see her dark eyes glowing. She was 21. When I left Galveston Galveston, oh Galveston I still hear your sea waves crashing While I watch the cannons flashing I clean my gun And dream of Galveston Oh, Galveston I am so afraid of dying Before I dry the tears she's crying Before I watch your seabirds flying in the sun At Galveston Calveston
1: 3FM, 89.0, independent community media. Yes, the late Glenn Campbell, Jimmy Webb's Galveston. Sixteen minutes to one, hey, before two, we'll have Trevor's talk. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? Good afternoon, and looking forward to hearing how people are
0: reviving and keeping the dancing going. Jim Dugat is president of the Waikato Good Companion Social Club, which he first joined... 14 years ago. What were the circumstances then, Jim?
3: I I was alone, and I wished to return to dancing, which I had known as a young man Mm -hmm. and and with fond memories, um, and it just seemed a a good place for me to go to rather than a local pub or club scene. And what's the kind of dancing
0: you were doing in those earlier days that you recalled?
3: Well... Originally, I used to go to the Scottish society dances and and, and they were there. You, people would go there in the whole family groups uh, and When you asked the 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 daughter who was all dressed up for a dance, you, you kept her at arm 's length because you could feel the father 's eyes boring in on the back of your head, and if you dare got any closer, you knew that there was going to be trouble. It was like that
0: <laughs> really. Mm. That was when the social control rested with an older generation. Do you oh, think it's yeah. still that way now?
3: Well, I tend to think not. And, and um, my partner, Diana, is an example. She went to dances with her family mm. as, as, a, as a young girl. At, at, you know, four, five, six, seven, she danced with the father, and she learned to dance then. Um, but this th- we've upgraded now. The Waikato Good Companions Club. We 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 are not four, five, six, seven, and there are very few children there. My grandchildren go there sometimes, um, so and other peoples do too, but not as a regular basis. Mainly we're for the over fifties. You'd have to say. And, and if you think, oh, the over-50s, oh, the, the grey-headed brigade that waddle around with walking six, well, no. No, we, <laughs> we, if you can dance for four hours non-stop like we can, I suggest you're pretty fit. Jim, do you still do some Scottish country dancing? Uh, uh, wash your mouth out, Bruce. <laughs> 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 no, I'm afraid I don't. No. Hey, no. Uh,
1: let's just... Bring back a few memories. I, I suppose you danced to the music of Jimmy
3: Shand and his band at one time. Well, we had a Drew Montgomery over at Tauranga. He yeah. actually used to play all Jimmy Shand's music, and it was all very lively and very quick. We'll try this one. <laughs>
1: This was the theme to the BBC television show um, The White Heather Club. Jimmy and Ian Powery, Andy Stewart, Robert Wilson, they all performed on the BBC. But music and dancing's evolved, Jim, over the last 50 years or so.
3: Yes, it has. And... Everybody, 30 years ago, you, you felt could dance. Mm-hmm. Now there's this whole bank of people who actually haven't had the, the pleasure of learning. And y- you think, oh, well, how is that? Well, perhaps it's our educational system. I learnt at school, mm-hmm. and that was my choice. Um, I still couldn't dance, but I learnt at school. Um, and and it was a way of introducing yourself to members of the opposite, yeah. opposite sex, <laughs> Um, in, in a civilised way. But today, talking about schools, school balls, this
1: has been a season for school balls in the last few months, that schools offer their students dance lessons because they've got to dance a waltz
3: somewhere along the night. That's right. And, and members of our, our sister club actually hold that. Um, they actually do courses on learning to waltz and foxtrot.
0: How to do things. Properly,
3: <laughs> yes, and and of course the young bless their hearts; they learn things very quickly. Uh, I may say that us older people, uh, not that I qualify in that area, of course, but um, we take a little bit longer to learn. But but what we do have is time. So, uh, but w- what we find is is that those who come along and discover us, they say, "Well, well, gee, uh, where have you been?" And, and well, we've always been there, and our difficulty is getting a way across to show people what we do. And our other difficulty is if you, as a stranger, walked into our dance, you'd probably, and you could, you, you could say, well, yes, you waltz or foxtrot, you could probably do three dances the first waltz, the last waltz, the supper waltz, and that's about it, because it is a learnt. Thing. So, but what, what we try and encourage is for people to get bitten by the dance bug, and they look around at all these people with happy smiles on their face, uh, now, um, some of the dancing that I've seen at the clubs, nobody looks happy, mm-hmm. um, but we, yeah, we, we are happy, we are happy people. Yep. There's nobody that I know of in, in our dance scene that's, that's overweight.
0: The Waikato Good Companion Social Club, a friendly club.
3: Yes. It, it sounds like we all sit around, drink coffee and pat each other's hands, but no, we are a dance <laughs> club, um, and, and we have sister clubs. Our dance is on the fourth Saturday of each month at Aberdeen School Hall. Um, the first dance of the month goes to two and that's at the Bible Chapel Hall in Te second one is at Morrinsville, the Piakao Club they hold a dance there uh, that's at Canada Street and the third dance is the South Waikato which holds their dance in Cambridge in Millicent's Avenue so if you want to go out every Saturday night there is one of our sister clubs who will have a dance for you yeah. and, 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 yeah. and we do meet we are fish in the same pond we meet each other every week if you like
1: you, yeah. you, you talk about Cambridge, I've seen photos of my parents dancing either in the Cambridge Town Hall or the now demolished Leamington Town Hall many years ago, so I've seen my parents and I know there's a photo somewhere of my mother dressed in a woman's suit, the vice
3: versa, dancers, do you remember them? Oh, yes. I've actually danced in the Cambridge Town Hall. It's a magnificent beast of a building, isn't it? Yes. It goes up forever. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, so there's, there's all sorts of dancing, the suburb dance. Mm. Do you also remember
3: talcum powder being put on the dance floor? Um, we use wood shavings and not wood shavings, wood like oak, very fine bits of oak, and it does the same thing, yes. but you have No sawdust. Um, no, no, no. It's, it's not, you're thinking of the, the Hunter's Tavern in, in Papatowito. Yeah. <laughs> did you frequent that place, did you? Oh, no. No, may I say, no, no. Uh, word of mouth only. Sorry, Bruce. It, <laughs> it goes down well
0: in the shearing sheds when they're preparing for a bit of a hula, you see.
3: Oh, do it, they? Mm, it does. I thought mm. they wiped the floor with the sheep and that has its own oh. oil. <laughs> and, um, and there's a shortage of women. Well, there's always plenty of sheep to dance with, isn't there? We won't go there. It's, uh,
1: <laughs> but there, it, see, Dances can, can be fun. It's, it, but out of those dances comes the term wallflower. wallflower. Excuse me, my voice. A wallflower. <coughs> the person who gets left out.
0: <coughs> it's a shocking fate, isn't it?
3: Uh, we are an inclusive group. And because we encourage new people, we get nobody sits down for very long it 's in our interest to get everybody up at some stage now, in my case at at, at the at the Waukata dance Club at aberdeen um, diana 's my partner. I want to dance with her all the time, but I have things called duty dances, and I discuss with Diana, can I have a duty dance with so and so Not that she's a so-and-so, but Mm -hmm. uh, that's the the woman concerned. And the thing is, if people come along, pay their money to get in, sit there all night, they're never going to come back, are they? So you have to get them up. No one misses out. No one misses out, no. And the
1: situation too, I've got my voice back now, the situation too is bring your own plate. Does that still work? People bring their own plate with food at the end of the night? Uh, um,
3: Very few do. But some do, but, but the thing is that, that, that we have to run it as a business. Mm-hmm. We, we have, most of the time we have a live band which costs hundreds and hundreds of yep. dollars. We pay for the hall hire which is, not hundreds, but um, s- similar to that, we pay for a lady to um, clean the dishes yeah. because, because we're th- the ladies are we are there to dance, not to clean dishes so um, so there is a cost involved, and so what, 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 how we 've got it is an annual subscription of fifteen dollars a year and an entry of every night that you come to our dance or any of the others for twelve dollars because you 're a member of one or other of the club. so you say three dollars a night. Yeah. Which means you've only got to go to five dances, and you've paid for a subscription well during COVID lockdown
1: we had all these people <coughs> getting on zoom and doing various things did you have your dances
3: via the internet and zoom and all that no it, unfortunately that was one of the casualties mm-hmm. of of covert um uh we we everybody has their own road to travel um no diana and I didn't dance, but we went for frequent long walks, uh, you know, like a couple of hour walks, which set us, by the time we got back, we were stuffed. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good music, great supper. Visitors welcome at these dances. Absolutely. What more could one ask? What if- more? Uh, yeah, it's, it's like a cornucopia, isn't it? <laughs> Everything you'd ever hoped and too afraid to ask for. And hopefully it'll last because you look at Australia it's
1: practically in, lo- in lockdown now with COVID, but we've, we're free to do what we like at
3: the moment. Uh, under the law, Bruce, yes. It's not, you can't do everything, you know. I, I don't want to point out what you can't do because we are on air. But, uh, <laughs> you never know who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> but all these... Um,
0: well, think of it this way. We're not as young as we used to be, Jim. We used to be able to uh, have a late night, And uh, start at dawn, whatever the work might be, and no problem at all. But Mm. it's not so easy to handle it for the people who are the early risers, is it?
3: No. no. Um, In all these things, Mel, you choose what you want and fit your life and style around it. Donna and I choose to dance, and we dance with our dance. We we don't get back until after midnight because we have cleaning up to do. And, and that's our choice, So yes, if we get up at, at eight o'clock or something or half past, two, it doesn't matter, does it? We, we've achieved what we wanted to achieve. And, and, and there is no dancing, may I say, between five o'clock in the morning and 10 o'clock at, in the morning, that those are very rude hours to be dancing at.
0: <laughs> A lot of clubs struggle to maintain their memberships there's so many distractions so many things we could be doing Mm. you
3: think you have the loyalty of the members we have a an ongoing concern about our future and we don't want to beat ourselves up about it but we know um for example over in Tauranga two of their clubs have closed down and yet that's the retirement center of New Zealand half the baby boomers seem to be over there what are they doing, w- walking, walking the Royal Corgi. I don't know, but they don't dance. And that used to be one of the strongest areas because of the high high uh, influx of re- retirees. But um, who knows what they're doing.
0: If you look back over your working life, not to suggest that you're not incapable now, but those busy days, family and <coughs> friends and hectic days... <coughs> You were used to getting up early.
3: Yes, I I used to getting up early. I never liked getting up early. But? Yeah, but you have to. You you, took
0: on a profession that uh, requires
3: it. Well, uh, yes, that's right. The earliest I ever got up was half past three. And that is a very rude hour to be awoken. And I had four alarm clocks and two kerosene cans to try and wake me up. And they were all going off in a sequence. (laughs) And and that was that was yeah, and I'd go to bed at half past seven. You know, it uh, yeah. sounds
0: like something from the goons.
3: It, it, it was, and and yes, and and uh, you talk about social life. Well, hang on, if, if you're on a farm, you you've got no social life. You you go out in the winter time when the cows are dry, yep. and that was the time when 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 you know farm boys didn't have a. Didn't yep. have the weekend. That's it. You worked every weekend. Didn't have a weekend off. You had a holiday twice yep. a year.
1: Well, as I said, my late father playing for Tapu Club rugby. He he went. He played the game in the afternoon and went home to milk the cows. So um, so that was his entertainment for the rest of the day. Or played cricket in the in, in the summertime. So yeah, um, yeah.
0: So for you, where was the
3: farm, Jim? Uh, it was at uh, Raglan.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Raglan, sunny Raglan. You, it's like everything else. Everything is a compromise. Um, I, Raglan is not the best, daring area. It dries out, and you get the the westerly winds, and the soil is a bit lightish. But I loved it out there. There was uh, there was the uh, the west coast has got a, a raw wildness to it. And have you ever heard of Ruapuki Beach? We have. Well, I wasn't all that far away from Ruapuki. Um, and in times when I was just ready to tear my hair out, which you do, you know, um, I see you've already done it, Mel, but, uh, <laughs> and, and, and I'd go out there and, and it, it, what's out there? Well, nothing. It's wind blown, um, harsh environment. The, the sea is, there's no wave there. It's all, ch- looks like a yep. washing machine because it rocks out from the shore. And I'd come back from there, and I'd be like a new man. Yeah. And and um, some people talk about their, the is it the Turanga yes. Why Why? you Go yeah. and return. Yeah. Now, now I actually strongly yeah. strongly believe that um, that there is a place that we can go to revitalize yeah. ourselves. And and I was lucky enough to find that within about 10 miles where I was, so yeah. I haven't been to Raglan for a while but does it still have its town hall? Ah uh, yes, it's yeah. It's probably not
1: painted pink now which is a which is mercy. Because it's a bohemian community out in Raglan right these days and of course before the deviation it was like the wild west trying to get out there and coming back the roads were rough,
3: wasn't it? The, yes, the roads are, are rough and uh uh, and and the drivers were even rougher <laughs> they the, the deviation you, you 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 drove that road with caution because mm. some people thought well there's not all that much traffic here we're just going to cut every corner and they would and if you were just in front of them, you, you, that, was, that was it, good night, nurse. So you yeah, we were a very careful driver. And, of course, you had the one-lane Kopu Bridge, too, to
1: get, get around to. That's over Thames there. Well, yeah, that's another area. Yes.
0: When you um, went there first, those might have been the days before the surface and before the, the Kontiki fishing uh, apparatus. Things have changed over the
3: years. Well, yes, um, yeah. I I think Raglan is one of the nicest areas there are, and uh, if you talk to the people in Hamilton, they say, "Oh, it's got black sand." Well, the sea is just as good, in fact, better than most of the beaches around. Yep. There are a lot less people. Yep. Um, I always thought that I'd retire to to the Mount, and my first, and I love swimming, so my first swimming there was at Omanu, until. There was hundreds of people in the water. Then I shifted down to um, Papamoa. And when you catch a catch a wave, you look up there, between you and the shore, there's about 300 people. So you shut your eyes, put your hands out, and the fists, and away you go. And you manage to avoid everybody, you hope. But that's unpleasant. That's, that's, not, that's not how I wanted to be.
1: Well, of course, I've got history with Raglan. Having been there as a kid, doctor sent me to Get some sea air, and Raglan was the uh, Raglan was the nearest place. So it's it's good for the environment, good for your body, and good for your health too.
3: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if you go, if you go for you know there are a lot of retired people there. What do retired people do? They go for their their walk around the block or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's dozens of walk at Raglan, and it's all interesting with the tide going in and out, and the 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 clouds playing on the on Mount Carrioi. <clears throat> if you look at the sunset 's the most beautiful because you 've got the the wind coming in and spinning around carryion and, and throwing the clouds out in a in a big spiral, and then the light catches it and it 's beautiful you know it 's all free isn 't it
0: We hear a lot don 't we about farming depressing people who are limited to the few people that they might see in a typical day mm. and they dwell upon their troubles and mm. I wondered if it were anything like that when you broke into the
3: industry it's it's always been a a lonely existence Mm -hmm. Uh, now i um 1984 was it the uh the rodgenomics came along yes and changed things from a subsidized system to a non-subsidized system Overnight. Yeah. Now, I'm not trying to point the finger at anybody um, because that you know people do these things, you just just have to cope. But I had I had, bounding my farm. There was five other farms. After about three years, there was only two of us left. All the rest had sold out, mm-hmm. and I was there hanging on by my fingernails. Yeah. Um, but fairly early on, I, I lost my marriage. I didn't respond particularly yeah. well to pressure and so that and then I had to deal with that as well I knew I was in trouble um, so what did I do what I do know is that for me distraction is a very yeah. powerful weapon or a tool so I looked around and I looked at the worst hardest stinkiest fence that I could replace and in the winter I replaced that fence yeah. you got stuck in yeah. I got stuck in <laughs> <laughs> if you're very tired you don't have time to think about your worries, do you? Yep.
1: Jim, a very serious matter. Did you know of probably farming friends who may have attempted to take their own lives or did take their own lives? The, the thought of suicide within the farming community, it's, it's still a big question these days.
3: Uh, no, I, I, I didn't actually come across that, no, and I'm quite pleased that I didn't. You were, tall, you were born in
0: troubled times, Jim, 1943.
3: Um, Second World War. That they weren't troubled for me, Mel. I had a, I had a, a, a loving family and a, a grandfather who thought the world of me because I, I was quiet and smiled at everybody. So um, yeah, there, it, it was it was globally troubled times. But by the time I reached the age of awareness, whenever that was, it was we'd moved on, hadn't we? Where did you Where did you go to school? I went to school in Levin. Mm-hmm. Little town on the west yes. coast of the North Island, <clears throat> and um, prior to Ruapuki, actually living was my away Waiwai, because I, I knew it. I knew I knew the lakes there, I knew the bush there, uh, places I could go, and and and. and th- in isolation, which is which, I need to do every now and again, mm-hmm. um, and and I think it's a very sweet place to be. It's changed a lot now.
0: Changed, especially from the life to which your grandfather came.
3: Oh, absolutely, yes, yes. My 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 grandfather was a product of his time. He was born in the Victoria era, <coughs> and there was very much the 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 male was the dominant person of that and what he says goes Mm -hmm. and um, grandfather was a a dominant autocratic figure Uh, and I used to smile it wasn't really something I should have smiled about but when I was particularly exasperating which I could be (laughs) um, my father would say you're just like your grandfather Jim and I knew what he was talking about, and no, I, I, I don't want to be like Grandfather, no. no. I, I
1: noticed here in Hamilton, I'm looking at some old photos in the public library here, and one of them shows a man, a grandfatherly type, at the beach, dressed in a suit and tie and a hat on. Yes. You, you, your grandfather probably did that too. And
3: um, Maybe he did,
1: yes. It's a healthy life in the country.
0: Quite different from the places the crowded cities that sometimes farming
3: families emanate from Um, when you're talking about uh, a healthy life are you talking about all the gallons of 245 tea that i've sprayed wearing a pair of shorts and and plastic sandals and a sun hat we didn't we didn't know about the perils of that then i'd almost forgotten but there were industrial hazards in all directions oh yes yeah, absolutely yes. Yeah, farming was one of the main reasons why young people died, followed closely by um, forestry yeah, and then fisheries years ago, and and um, we've all had to put up with us, but no, that's been absolutely essential. People had no rights, no, none whatsoever.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, I I I I applied for a job and I said, uh, what's the last chapter Why did he leave? Oh, he was killed on the job. So it it was a job that I reckon you know I could learn a lot from. So I wanted it, but gee, I was very careful. Yeah. Some of it was an
0: ignorance in the industrial cities, the great cities of the industrial revolution. Glasgow, for instance, it was an unhealthy environment to work in.
3: Oh, absolutely, but people have to go where where the workers. Uh, You mentioned Glasgow. My father came from there. And his he had chest bronchial problems since you know from a young age, and 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 in the end he had to leave. But the the men died of died of um, you know the all the metal, the heavy metal in the air from all the the ship workers at at Clyde ship ship building at Clyde. The women, you think, oh, they would be right, no, they worked in, in the linoleum factory and they died even quicker than their men. The chemicals. Oh yeah, it it gave off a chemical poison, and they all lived in it.
1: Glasgow, a very political town, because I've read the uh, history with Billy Connolly actually, because he was a shipyard worker mm-hmm. before he became famous comedian, singer, actor, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. And he tells he tells the stories of strikes on Clydeside, side, etc., etc. It was a very
3: political time.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, well. Uh, I'm afraid I'm, I'm not all that wonderfully keen on strike. As, as a farmer, I ended up, as a farm worker, I ended up having to feed about 50 bobby calves at one stage, and my favourite person was certainly not the freezing, freezing worker then.
0: <laughs> Do you but think there's a future in farming, given the concerns over the environmental damage, the gases?
3: If there isn't, Mel, well, we're stuffed. I, I, I come from the angle that farming is still the backbone of the country. And are, are we recognised nationally? No, we're not. I, where I was, um, there was a... Kids at the end of the bus run, they got picked up at half past five, five-year-olds, bus to school, because the local school had closed down, Bus to school. They were first on and they were last off. So they got back at half past six for a five-year-old. That's horrendous. Are are they going to be the Rockefeller of tomorrow? Are they going to be the the Einstein? No. They're they're, they're stuffed before they start, just about. I I, I know that feeling,
1: being picked up by a school bus, but first having to bike about three miles from the farm out in Kaipake through to uh, the crossroads in Cambridge there and picked up and... The morning and then come back in the afternoon. Is is a long day for not only five-year-olds but teens like me and other friends who mm-hmm. had
3: to bike the, because the bus didn't come down our down our roads. Yeah. So mm. w- one of the things now is that, is the country has and it needs to have internet. So that's one of the great saving graces yep. now, and this is a comparatively recent thing. And this 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 you know I mean my my heart goes out to. Um, where did they have floods at require.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, you look there. That, that's not a farm. That's a gravel pit. Yeah. When, when will it be a farm? Uh, I don't know. No, yeah. am- no amount of money, or will, or effort will turn that place into a farm in within five years. And, and it and it, it, it's a different farming is a balancing act. Yeah. And nobody wants to um, pollute any. You know that that's a no-no, yeah. um, but it's very simple to point at a section and yeah. say oh was all their fault. Another
1: major thing we have to talk about is power. Did your power go off the other night when we had the big the big fight between politicians and power suppliers? Did your power go off? Uh, no, but we might have been in New Plymouth. So. <laughs> yeah, and uh, of course the. It might have been. Uh, if it was a bit earlier at the height of milking. There would be a hell of lot of trouble with all the cups falling off the cows when the power goes out. So, uh, and you and I remember the days when uh, the power was nationalised here in New Zealand. It was part of
3: it was part of government service. Mm. And look at it now. Yeah. Well, it was it was a great white hope, isn't it? Let's divide the power companies up. We'll divide the 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 makers of the power into um, sellers of the power, and we have the lines people. Oh, yeah. What could be fairer than that? So, Contact Energy, who's, who owned, um, all around, um, Rang- Rangipa, all around, all that area, they were supposed to sell out. Somehow around it slipped through their fingers and they've still got it. Yeah. And there's, there's Trust Power, who own all the, um, you know, all the, the, re, the the stuff in behind yep. uh, McCowns Falls Road, they they own all that. So they were a, they were a not only were they an on seller, but they were also a supplier. Yeah. and they've still got yeah. it. You know, I, I don't object to that, but it was sold yeah. as a as a as a splitting it up, and then and then well, I used well, and and then the lines company so. It it seems to, it's everybody seems to be wanting to make their own little yeah. pile and make their own little empire out of what they've got. And and the fight, of course, to get a
1: component of the Huntley power station fired up 10 hours. They should have been ready for this. It, it may happen again. You never know.
3: It's, yeah, the Huntley one's a difficult one. Just, yes. Ten hours is probably a reasonable time. <laughs> I, I, I really don't know.
1: And remember this name, Max Bradford. He's the man who did the uh, he did the power reforms. So uh, they're all blaming him now. So, oh, dear. Uh,
3: what, what, I, I haven't been past Huntley for a while, but uh, I'm sure there's a sign there saying, uh, light blue, touch paper and stand well clear.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the Decker sign out in
0: Huntley too. You mention about everyone trying to build up into an empire, but actually that's what motivates a capitalist society. That's what we need, people who who want to make much of little.
3: Uh, Well, (coughs) yes, and and I I do agree with with the way you've said it. What I was thinking specifically, (coughs) as an example... Someone's going to throw windows and throw bricks from my windows <laughs> over this. No, no. But you see, the, the county council and the regional council used to be combined, and the regional council said, oh, we, we're we're thinking of splitting up," and everybody said, "Oh, that's just a means to get more money." Out of it. Oh, oh no, oh no, no, no. We we, we we're just going to go sit in a corner somewhere and just just be nice and make marshmallows, or whatever else we do. Um, okay, so. Then they they split up. One of the first things they did was book one of the biggest places in Hamilton, overlooking the lake, overlooking the river. Yeah. So there was their, not only are they going to build an empire, but they had the castle to prove it. Well,
1: uh, they've built their empire because their new headquarters is just down the road from where we're sitting right at this moment, and it's it's lit up like, you should see it at night, it's all lit up, all the lights are going, and... um, so yes, yeah, no. They've both the regional council and Hamilton City Council are practically neighbours. They can see each
3: other now. Gosh, eh? Is that we live in enlightened times, don't we? With the lights on, <laughs> are the lights on? But is there anybody there?
1: I begin to wonder sometimes. Uh, yeah, no. This, this this city never sleeps, and um, well, you know how to live it up with uh, Diana. Are you
0: patronise the dancers. You're away every. Saturday night, but a local dance on the fourth Saturday of each month.
3: Oh, oh, that. And because we're greedy people, we dance more than that too. We dance on Tuesday night, no trahonga. Um, Monday night, sometimes we go to Cambridge. Um, Friday night, we go to Tiamitu. And Saturday night, we go to our aforementioned dances. So so we have a fair lash at it, and we do get to stay home to pat the cat and, and do other things um, during the rest of the day. And, and relax your sore feet. That, well, no, well, the sore feet are, by the time we wake up, you know, we, yeah. we are used to it. And we, while we dance frenetically sometimes, if we're a bit off-colour, no, we, we, we dance um, less frenetically. But because we I'm, I'm the president, I have to lead by example. Oh, of course. So, Naturally. And, and Churchill I, did. Well, that's right. Look where it got here. Uh, yes, well, yes.
1: We won't mention his name today because it's been in the news in a certain beehive parliament this week. So, um, but, oh,
0: yeah. Well, we can think of you on Saturday nights. Good music, great supper. Visitors are welcome. Yes. People might be a, a little apprehensive, especially if they would be going uh, along alone mm.
3: uh, to talk to someone maybe before yes i used to be um on the phone list and people would ring me up and and i would tell them my story and my story was that when i first went to a dance um i i did a lot of sweating out in the car i stayed outside the hall for about 20 minutes before i went in and I'm I'm a confident fellow, and, and so I know what that is. And I went in there, and I had a suit on. Well, I walked in the door, as you do. The dance finished, and everybody sat down. So there I was at the door in my suit. Everybody sat down, and I'm feeling like a proper wally. What do I do? Yep. Anyway, so chap, the president of the day came over and said, Oh, he says, I'll find your seat, Jim because I introduced myself. And being being man, uh, being a man and knowing everything, I said, no, no, she's right. Yeah, it'll be right. So I looked around. The only gap there was down by the supper room. So I went and I changed my position from the door down by the corner in the supper room. I was still standing up because there was no seats there. Stan saw my predicament and he wandered down there and he, he didn't ask me. He said, come and meet some friends of mine. And, and he sat me down. And that's 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 one of the reasons why I became president because I thought, well, how how good was that that this chap reached out and 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 put me at ease. Yeah. In
5: it's the also, meantime,
3: when yep. I was standing up there, I was promptly nicknamed the Undertaker. <laughs> so I had to live that down for a while. Oh,
5: yeah.
3: <laughs> but anyway, my my telephone number, if you're interested, is oh two seven five three two. Five six nine one. Um, uh, I can give you an email address, but I'm more immediate if you contact me. My name is Jim, and yes, there are people who who are recently bereaved or or for whatever reason they want to chance their arm and come out again. We will look after them if they if they're nervous about um, going out. After after the dance, one of the committee members or two will go out to the car with them, make sure they're yep. all right. It's in our interest to look after them from go to work. Or,
1: or or pick them up too, Jim, from their homes and bring them into the dance. That
3: that has been done, um, and and because the dancers are at Morrisville, we have we've suggested that an amount be paid to the car driver for the for the yep. travelling because cars aren't cheap. Yep, and what we found was people on the committee were put upon oh yeah you're on the committee therefore you should take us and we would but you go all around town pick up five different people there's an hour gone and so we thought it'd be fairer to point out that there's a charge and everybody pays the driver. Yep,
1: and and of course uh, repeat your phone number because if you're not home, you're out somewhere. Your partner will take a message, like they did in the old days.
3: I have, I have. Would you believe the technology that on my phone that actually has a message uh, uh, machine on it? So oh, uh, yeah, but it, <laughs> uh, it's it, my telephone number is oh two seven five three two five six nine
1: one. I can, I can probably feel that your cell phone is ringing right now and it'll ring when they listen to the podcast of this particular show next week. uh,
3: I could be inundated by hundreds, yes. (laughs) And that number again? Hundreds.
0: The (laughs) number of your telephone. Oh,
3: okay. 027. 037. 027. 027. 532.
2: 532.
3: 5691.
0: 5691. Well, thank you, Jim Dugat, President of the Waikato
1: Good Companions Social Club. Oh, we'll have to, we'll have to get you back for another interview uh, in, uh, later in the year, but... And the next interv- uh, dance at the Aberdeen
0: Drive School Hall, Aberdeen School Hall, will be on August the 28th.
3: Oh, very
1: good.
0: half past seven. You'll be there.
3: We'll see you there, Mel.
1: <laughs> uh, well, well, we'll see what happens. But we've all got Scottish connections and... We're just getting some
3: information Diane has announced it It's the spring ball
1: Oh, that makes
0: it even more special
3: (coughs) And we're we're all very friendly And we'll look after you I promise You'll
0: live down that label of being the undertaker And be called Twinkle Toes instead, Jim That's
1: right Anyway, as I was saying We've all got Scottish connections And think Aberdeen Think Kenneth McKellar Think about the Saturday dance This is the late Kenneth McKellar
5: when the week has gone and your work is done And maybe you're out for a wee bit of fun And I'll tell you where you like it to tear with the crowd at the Saturday dance There's lasses galore and maybe some more I say, but your man you just can't ignore So we'll hook and roar and tack to the floor With the crowd at the Saturday dance I'll always like the Saturday dance For the fiends i pine find at the Saturday dance If you've time to spare I'll always be there so we'll meet at the Saturday dance Like tops, they come like hikes, they come in their cars and their scooters and bikes. And I've even heard of one buddy that hikes on the road to the Saturday dance. There's folk in their fifties, folk in their teens, there's firmers and hippies and lasses like queens. And look at the minister wearing his jeans in the crowd at the Saturday dance. I'll always like the Saturday dance for the fiends and find at the Saturday dance. If you've time to spare, I'll always be there, so we'll meet at the Saturday dance. you lassen last and off you go The music is grand and your blood is aglow But the look in your eye It's easy to know you'll be back at the Saturday dance And when you hear her whisper your name And say that she'd love you to walk her back home You'll be glad you were asked And glad that you came for the fun of the Saturday dance Oh, I'll Always like the Saturday dance. Rumble Finn's for the Pirate, the Saturday dance. If you find this fear, I'll always be there, so we'll meet at the Saturday. Meet
1: at the Saturday dance. Free FM, eighty-nine point zero, independent community media. That is the Saturday dance, the late Kenneth McKellar. It is 126. Shortly we'll pay tribute to Hamilton Boys uh, High School and Hamilton Girls High School. Their production of We Will Rock You ended last night and We heard a lot of music coming out of Girl's Eye in the last few weeks. Mel, it's uh, time for our next guest. One of the
0: directors of Hamilton Book Month is Gail Pittaway. Keeping us in touch, you do, Gail. Thanks for serving the needs of people who never knew what they were missing in the world of books. Thank
6: you very much, chap. Lovely to talk to you again. I'm just sitting outside an event that's about to start, so I haven't got long to talk today, but Melissa Guyon is um, going to be talking about the several books that she has produced under several um, nom de plume pseudonyms and that she has self-published as well and achieved great success um, over time with these. So um, that is about to kick off any minute. So, and then this week we've got a big bunch um wine writers speaking at... Um, now the Wintech Atrium, and they're going to be talking about um, their favourite wines. But also, these are people: Michael Cooper, Bob Campbell, Yvonne Rawkins, and um, Joel Thompson, who all publish and broadcast um, their wine writing, and are all very well known and famous. They each going to be talking about their favourite wines, and also going to be sharing two of them with us. I think wines under thirty-five dollars. I think that's kind of keeping it real. <laughs> and then we've got um, a literary function at the Meteor, their regular literary salon and being put over to um, a conversation for book month. So there's a play that's been playing on at um, 6.30 there this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, by Linda Shun- Chan-Wei Earl. Um, it's called Shu Wei and it's um, um, you know, I think she works very much in the stories of Chinese immigrants to New Zealand mm-hmm. and then there's going to be a conversation between her and acclaimed New Zealand writer Paula Morris, hosted by um, Alice Te Ponga, some, some of it. but what it, does it mean to be a New Zealander let alone a New Zealand writer? Well the highlight,
1: uh, of, the, the highlight of the week will be with uh, the Hira at the atrium, that is on the 23rd this week coming. Well that's
6: the week the following week. Oh uh, that's well, the following we week talk about that next week, yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we mustn't steal your thunder. No, no,
6: please don't steal my thunder. So is that all right for this week, yeah. perhaps? And um, for the a description, there's a hey, um,
1: for that I, I, uh, in
6: the workshop next
1: week. I, I think I have to publicise this. There's a book sale on uh, the Central Library at the moment. They're down the back on Level 1 and they're selling some old books, so you might get a few bargains and i yeah, true. I, I s- think they might have finished
6: yesterday. But, oh, well, uh, hey, sure
1: it, it, it looked like a great event. I didn't buy any books myself, but
6: yeah, I saw. No, I, li- got, I got a few, don't you
1: worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust you. Okay, guys, It's a, a pleasure. Thank you very out. much. Okay, very then. good. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. I just better give you the COVID 19 update. You've been waiting for this right at this present moment. New cases reported in the last 48 hours is six sisters in MIQ. Uh, There are are six new cases, one previously reported case has been reclassified This gives a total net uh, net change of five cases at the border there's 39 in the community It is zero at the moment That's the latest information Well I mentioned a couple of minutes earlier That the Hamilton Girls High School Hamilton Boys High School production of We Will Rock You, Ben Elton And Queen ended last night And um, my housemates tell me They heard a few, vo- vo- um, few Void verses of Bohemian Rhapsody But this is the song that this production of We Will Rock You is based on...
2: Buddy, you're a boy, make a big noise Playing in the street, gonna be a big man someday You got mud on your face, you big disgrace Kicking your can all over the place Singing We Will you're gonna take on the world someday you got blood on your face a big disgrace waving your banner all over the place we will we will rock you sing it we will we will rock you buddy you're an old man poor man pleading with your eyes gonna make you zombies someday you got it too many times before. I said I'd never say it again. I guess I shouldn't say anything at all, since you're supposed to belong to Him. But I just can't let you go without telling you just how much I love you. So that is why I'm going to say it. One more time, honey, come back, I just can't stand Each lonely day's a little bit longer Than the last time I held you Seems like a hundred years ago Back to his arms and never know the joy of love that used to taste like honey Come back where you belong to only me Well, I guess that's about all I gotta say So I'm just gonna take my bags and I'm gonna walk I know those bright lights are calling you, kind of. Big, fine cars and fancy cars. But if you ever want somebody to just love you, and someday you just may, just give me a call. You know where I am. And here's what I'll say. Honey, come back. I just can't stand each lonely is a little bit longer Than the last time I held you Seems like a hundred years ago Back to his arms and never know The joy of the love that used to taste like Honey, come back where you belong to only Honey, come back where you belong to only me Honey, come back where you
1: belong to only me 3FM 89.0 Independent Community Media This is Cosmopolitan News and Views And that is Honey, Come Back, the Jim Webb song It's Jimmy Webb's birthday today He's 75 well, of course, if you were if you were at dances, you were watching television in the sixties. One of the great moments of UK television back in the sixties.
3: Stand by for action.
1: We are about. Oh. We lost we lost Stingray along the way. I did uh, press the wrong button. Uh, we'll bring back um, Commander What's-His-Name's voice back right at this present moment. It's um, not going to work at this present moment. Yeah, just uh, those, those dances brings back uh, all the memories and the talcum powder on, on the floor. Let's try this. Stand by for action.
2: We are about to launch Stingray.
1: But in the next half hour... free of fm 89.0 independent community media that is aqua marina the entitles to the stingray we've got another guest mel it's a story
0: it sometimes happens that good comes from bad when things look like they're almost at an end suddenly there's a new lease of life an example comes from the united states in recently the discovery of a foundling in a drawer. A foundling being a baby abandoned and of unknown parentage. This baby had been left inside a drawer in an alleyway in Chicago. A passer by just hours before refuse collectors were to come to remove the old furniture, the boy, less than a week old, was found just after eight in the morning in a set of drawers piled up next to some rubbish bins. The woman who found him said she had gone to look at the metal handles on the drawers, thinking she might be able to recycle them. A rosary was wrapped around the baby and his mouth was full of vomit. She administered first aid until paramedics came. She told the television station that the boy would be taken to a children's hospital where he was said to be in good health. Now, we talk about the benefits of recycling, but that's one to top the lot. Yeah,
1: it's uh, it, it's a good news story, but the bad news story is what was happening around this party where a young boy lost his life. What was going on? Fuel, fueled by alcohol and etc., cetera, etc., cetera. that party should never happen but until we find out the reasons why that's just my little comment that party should never have happened where were the
0: parents in New Zealand we have an Afghan community that's founded upon they who had been translators for New Zealand forces in their country they who would be targeted by Taliban their political opposition Mm -hmm. In Afghanistan today, some of the last of the cities are falling under the forceful attacks of the Taliban. Just to report that in our community, in the Waikato here, among those who come from Afghanistan, a lot of angst today, a lot of regret, anger, thinking of those Who are close to them who face the full onslaught of the Taliban forces. It's almost inevitable that a country like ours in New Zealand will be called upon to help resettle even many more of the Afghan population who are afraid and have a genuine fear of persecution should they remain in Afghanistan. Let's hope that our community will welcome them as we did those who already arrived.
1: Well, of course, another major story around Hamilton is the amount of ram raids that are going on in the city. And um, the police commander in this area, Andrea Macbeth, has spoken out in a newspaper article this morning. I forgot to bring the newspaper with me, but Andrea Macbeth has spoken out about that in an article In uh, the Herald on Sunday, so look for it in today's uh, newspaper. Yeah, it's. She's been out on patrol at the time when all these calls have come in. And I've met Miss Macbeth as she was a former police prosecutor, and uh, she's now the area commander in this city. Coming up, still got Trevor to come, it's uh, 19 minutes to 2 o'clock, if you feel like a dance around the kitchen right at this moment, do it with Paul Moriart and his orchestra, Love is Blue. His orchestra out of 1968 and love is blue on thursday this coming week at
0: hamilton central library it's photographs librarian perry rice will talk at noon about the maunder collection and show some photos from the collection conveying exactly how life looked in olden times after the first of their family emigrated to New Zealand in 1867, settling on land in Dinsdale in 1875. The photos are images taken from 228 glass plate negatives donated by Jeff Stevens, who found them under a home in Mount Albert that had once belonged to John and Fanny Mason, she being one of the Maunder family who had landed in 1867 a visit to the past. Perry Rice is the librarian who specialises in the photographic collection and that's about the Maunder collection. It'll be on Thursday at noon at Hamilton Central Library.
1: I've, I've seen the posters for this exhibition and one of the posters is showing an elderly man on the beach with his family. They're all dressed up, suits and ties for the man, long dresses for the woman. It'll be a very interesting day. Well, the question of mandatory Māori street names are no-go. Hamilton is embracing te reo Māori when it comes to naming new city streets, but making its news mandatory looks like a political dead end. So Hamilton street names have become a fertile area of debate, according to Aaron Lehman in the uh, Hamilton Press. And, of course, in June last year, a life-size bronze statue of Captain John Fane Charles Hamilton was removed from public display following threats by Tainui. Taitimu Mapi to tear it down. Mapi at the time labelled Hamilton a murderous expletive. So, it seems that Von Tempski Street will remain in its present state, Mel. Yes, and a 19th century watercolour of
0: Lake Dopo. And the mountains to the south is the prize offering of an eclectic collection of art, being sold to raise money for future young artists. Now this is coming up in a auction of art at the um, Talpo Museum and Art Gallery. Uh, the auction, though, is I think going to be conducted in Hamilton. Let's see, Lake Talpo showing Ruapehu and Tongariro. It was entitled and the artist is a pharmacist and early New Zealand artist, Charles Barrow, and it's one of the remaining works from the late Gilly Sutton's original collection of 70 or so that will be sold for a legacy fund. The Fine Arts Society New Zealand director, Grant Bizet, said the painting was a good example of Barrow, responsible for a number of depictions of the lake and mountains and clearly important for the local area. So Diane Campbell of the gallery down there was also hoping that the painting, which will be auctioned at the Waikato Art Auction on september the twentieth, would
1: return to the town. Taupo that is. We'd just be talking about these ram raids. I found the article that's in the Hamilton Press of august eleventh, Kirsty Lawrence. Braid Road in Hamilton. Blue barrels filled with water can be seen blocking the shopfronts from view with one landlord, hoping this will not be enough to stop ram raids. The drums appeared on Friday. Hamilton City Area Commander Andrea Macbeth said there had been an increase in stolen vehicles and offending link to that, like ram raids and burglaries. A dedicated task force has been set up to target these crimes, and Macbeth said there had been... Um, visiting affected businesses to give them crime prevention tips. We'll keep you informed on oh, this definitely. over the next few weeks. But um, coming up, I believe our next correspondent, Trevor, is going to talk about the TV Guide. Am I? Who said that? Well, I heard, <laughs> that, I heard a little birdie say <laughs> you're going to talk about TV. No, no,
4: no. Well, I can't really say that because they have got the real facts to go on air about it. Trevor's talk. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Uh, And I was going to talk about something a bit more in-depth. As Planet is on, the news is on red alert. Well, that's not news to me. It's been on red alert for a long time, in my opinion, because of the global warming. It's over 40 degrees over in Europe in summertime there, and it's climbing up higher and higher, probably getting in the mid-40s within the next 50 years, I think. So what's going to be done about it? Now they're going to have seminars, conferences and summit meetings and that and all these leaders get together and they say all the right words and then they go back to their own country and carry on as normal. Mm-hmm. The trouble is, is what's causing all this is carbon monoxide and uh, coal burning in particular, mainly in countries like uh, China is the worst offender in the world, followed by India and the United States. But how else can we supply energy for the ever-increasing human population boarding like 8 billion people? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe it's the sun. Well, we've got got wind turbines and solar panels on roofs. But we've got to go a bit further. Because not many people know this, the amount of energy comes from the sun could power the whole world and all energy sources in 20 minutes for a whole year. That's a huge amount of energy. Also, when you look at the oceans, the power of the ocean can toss a, a 200,000 tonne ship around as if it's a toy boat in a bath. <laughs> That's a huge amount of energy there. Could we harness that? Who knows? Maybe not. But uh, the potential could be there if scientists look at those sort of avenues to save the planet. And I think another factor is population should be kept down. I think the ideal population for the world would be about, in my opinion, about 2.5 billion people. And that would be a sustainable population. And people say, oh, if you have no family, and who's going to do all the jobs in the future? Well, technology's taking care of that. Everything's computerised. You don't need huge workforces anymore in the future. So I think instead of having a family when you get married, have a pet instead. And probably cause you a lot less heartache, heartache in many cases. So there's one way of of solving the world problems as far as energy goes.
1: You talk about pets. There's a place in town here that has pets. I won't name the place, but I've heard that it's hard to get a budgie these days out of this place. It's hard to get a cat out of this place. So um, I won't name the place because... uh, you know the liberal laws in, in in this country, so maybe the
4: people aren't prepared to pay the money. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I, I think it comes down to pet care, and but oh I, yeah, they do interview people before they let them have the pet. Yeah. and and of course, uh, I heard my colleagues yesterday on another show Saturday linking global warming etc. to
4: Dante's Inferno. You know that painting uh, very well. Oh, I have heard of it uh, as such, but. Uh it's quite true. I mean, it's getting into 43, 44 over in Italy and places like that. Uh, I mean, it, it's getting worse, this global warming. It's not improving or stabilising. Mm. And, you know, next thing we we'll begin up towards 50, it won't be survivable. Did, you, did your power go off the other night? No, it didn't. I know it did in the South Island. Yep. Uh, but uh, not that I know I was not reasonably late watching TV. Mm. Uh, could have gone off in the early hours of the morning, maybe. Yeah, yeah. The political
1: uh, fallout is ongoing. And, um, yeah, and of course, another fallout today is one of the owners, shareholders in Wellington Rugby has resigned because of alleged racist comments he made. So um,
4: it's all go, been all go in the last uh, few hours. Yeah, well, this is it. I mean,. Freedom of speech and racism is a fine line in this modern age. Mm. Hey, it's uh, seven minutes to two. We'll be back in a moment. But um,
1: it began broadcasting in 1960, around Christmas 1960, and is still going to these days. Coronation Street. This is the original theme music. Trevor was back with us. We're just listening to the Coronation Street theme, of course. And, of course, during the games, it was shifted to two, and um, it's all out of, all out of kilter. Trevor.
4: Yeah, well, what happened there with Coronation Street, because I'm a fan of that program from way back, uh, they got uh, two sets of Coronation Street going. One is the updated version that there's over in the UK, and the other one is the repeat follow-up as where we were in, in New Zealand. And they're running... In, all in the same channel at different times of course and uh, uh, what it is I've been following the, the, the repeat follow up program because I like the storylines in it but then it stopped for the Olympic Games but they carried on with the updated version of Coronation Street but not the one I watched which is the follow up one where we were in New Zealand before they brought in the updated version and of course I could tell when the games were over and, and it came back on the day time Television, the episodes I could see were a lot of them were missed out because they're totally different storylines from when they left off. So what happened in the interim? I must write a letter to the TV guys. <laughs> oh,
1: that, that that's that's the information
4: I got from Dwayne yesterday. Actually, yeah, I saw him in the supermarket and uh, I mentioned that to him and passed Did you Did you did you miss out on Judge Rinder too? Did you? Oh, because well, that's a repeat that one. I've seen all those ones before. <laughs> but this one, not of Coronation Street, because that's ongoing. Yeah. And yeah, uh, that, oh, I missed out about probably a whole week's worth of programs, probably about five episodes.
1: Oh, it, it's quite interesting. I do, I do read up on the coming plots, and it gets weirder and weirder. <laughs> <laughs> like all soaps, may not melt. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to maintain your
0: confidence and safety when driving? Staying Safe is a refresher course for senior drivers, builds on the experience that they already have. It's a free course, it is about traffic lights and you, safe driving practices, strategies and tips to keep yourself and other road users safe when driving, as well as to increase knowledge about other transport options available to keep us mobile for as long as possible. The course comprises a variety of discussions and videos and a workbook. No tests, but it's a great opportunity to build on our driving skills when we get to that older age group. It's sponsored by Waka Kotahi and delivered by Age Concern Hamilton. These courses, being free, run from 9.30 in the morning to 2 in the afternoon with lunch provided. To inquire or book Contact Age Concern in Hamilton at 828-266. Phone 07-828-266. I'm afraid it's missing one digit. Yes, I think (laughs) it is. We'll we'll look into (laughs) that.
1: (laughs) Just another thing. Went into Ward Street today in the last couple of days, and I notice they've removed a lot of the painting on the street. It has disappeared um. Yeah, and so Yeah, so someone has Gone into the heads of people That is not People have complained and have removed Some of the paintings on the streets Apparently
4: this process of painting streets Is going right throughout New Zealand Even yeah. in
2: Christchurch
4: Yeah, and it's the same Yeah, but uh, they've got to start cleaning up the streets This
1: this city is filthy After Saturday night Going past Burger King this morning every. The rubbish tins full, et cetera, et cetera. That's that's it for this week. Mel, thank you for your company again. I'd
0: like to correct the phone number here. We do have age concerns number, and it's in Hamilton. And the number being being, <laughs> oh dear, here we are eight three eight double two double six. That's to book a place in the workshop that is to familiarise ourselves. With the latest in driving technique
1: We'll be back next week on Cosmopolitan News and Views And w- with all the right uh, phone numbers too So <laughs> have a good week Thank you Trevor for being part of it today And thanks to all our guests uh, we've, been, we've been paying tributes to Jimmy Webb today The man behind Galveston and MacArthur Park He's 75 today Glenn Campbell had a few of his songs done But uh, Glenn Campbell could also play Rossini Take you into... How many Waikato I see the boys are here to sing for their supper see you next week